0: Hello, and welcome to The Therapist Mindset. I'm your host, Jamie Boniudo, licensed professional counselor, licensed alcohol and drug counselor, registered yoga instructor, and Reiki master. The Therapist Mindset is an unscripted, unedited podcast because I firmly believe that our mistakes are not failures, but the greatest opportunities. So let's just roll with it. The Therapist Mindset, as always, offers you evidence-based therapies with a spiritual backbone. So before we get started on today's topic, I just want to thank you in advance for supporting this podcast. Please give a five-star review and a follow and share, share, share. The more we share this podcast, the more we can be of service to others. So thank you. It means so very much to me. Let's dive in. Today we're talking about codependency and control. So this is something that's very close to my heart, very um, vulnerable. I made the intention today of making this podcast with the promise, commitment to myself and to you guys that I was going to speak from a place of vulnerability and authenticity you are really getting it true, authentic. This is real and raw for me. And why? Because codependency is something that I have been struggling with. That has been a challenge for me. And I didn't realize this until I would say the last decade of my life, until I became a mom. When we become a mom, when we become parents, when we become mothers and fathers, All kinds of mother-father wounds open up. All kinds of early childhood stuff that we thought we've recovered from, that we thought we were took care of, healed, all those things tend to open back up. So if you were to tell me, in fact, someone did tell me and I didn't believe them, but nobody wants to be told that they are controlling. So that's what we're going to talk about today codependency and control and if you like me and millions of other people think that the codependency is us doing for others you like I was are so wrong codependency is really about control and no one wants to be told that they're controlling so it's not unusual that you would be like me controlling no no way I do everything for them Well, there you go. So oftentimes, codependency is, you know, it's that unequal give and take. It's that one person giving and the other person controlling. And later in this episode, I'm going to share a personal story about how codependency really backfired. So when you think that you've recovered and surrendered, you have to recover and surrender some more. Okay, so codependency has this element of control. Codependency is about fixing it, rescuing, sweeping in and making it better, taking care of it for others, taking on responsibility that isn't ours. And when we do that, when we over-function, it leaves our partners or children or our family members, whomever it is that you're in this codependent relationship or dynamic with, they under function. So if we're doing it all, they're not doing any of it, and then we're resenting them. But where does the control piece come in? The control piece comes in when we are attempting to sweep in and do it all so that we are needed. It goes back to this childhood fear of abandonment, fear that the person is going to leave us. So we over function. If I pay all the bills, if I do all the planning, if I clean everything, if I take care of the kids, if I do everything for them, then they need me and I'm important and valuable and they won't leave me. They won't abandon me. The problem comes in is that it's not healthy for either party. So the person who's over-functioning, the codependent person, the person who's doing it all becomes resentful because they're doing it all. And the person who is under-functioning, the person on the other end of that relationship becomes resentful because they start to feel inadequate. They start to feel infantized. They start to feel like they can't do anything right because the other person, the codependent controlling person, won't let them do anything. Do you understand? So it's actually not helpful. It's a very harmful dynamic. But the the, the root is in fear of abandonment, fear of loss, fear that the, the person is going to leave you if you don't prove your worth by being valuable. Showing them how much they need you. And whether the codependent person realizes it or not, and often it's on a subconscious level, at least initially, they're looking for love. They're doing it in hopes of feeling loved. They don't want to be abandoned and they want to be loved. So if I do everything for you, not only do you need me, but you should be appreciating me, you should be loving me, you should be. Um, saying how much, how grateful you are for me. And then when that doesn't happen, they feel resentful. I'm doing all this for them. How come they're not appreciative? They they look at what I do for them. They should be head over heels, like, you know, clapping for me, cheering for me that I do so much for them. And when that doesn't happen, there's resentment. So some As we've talked about previously, some root causes of codependent behavior is a chaotic um, family dynamic, growing up in an unpredictable or chaotic family system where there's uh, inconsistent caregivers, caregiver was in or out or left, Um, dysfunctional relationships, passive aggressive behavior, and um, not learning how to be assertive, not learning how to Assert your needs or set boundaries. So, not learning, not feeling confident in asking for what you want and need, and why? Because that comes back to this fear of abandonment. If I say what I need, if I say what I want, I might be rejected by that. So, what's really the difference between codependency and support? Because we want to support our loved ones, but we also don't want to do it for them. So, the line really is can this person do it for themselves? And should they be doing it for themselves? So the exceptions may be a child who isn't capable of doing for themselves yet, or a temporary situation, the person is ill, or um, had surgery, or they have a temporary period where they're going to recover. And that may be you know, a temporary situation where you're doing more for them. That's not codependency. Codependency is when you are doing for others what they can and should be doing for themselves. So it gets into also cognitive distortions. We learn in cognitive behavioral therapy, cognitive distortions are thinking errors. And the one that really is Prominent in codependence is the mind reading. So, people who have grown up in unpredictable family systems develop anxiety, and part of anxiety is trying to predict other people's behavior. So, there comes in the mind reading. And I'm not saying that some people can't read people, can't be intuitively in tune. I know that I am, but there's a fine line between reading people, mind reading, and being overly anxious that this is going to happen. And it may or may not happen. But for example, if you notice your partner's cues, their body language, their behavior, their um, words, then you begin this mind reading script. Oh, they did this. I just know they're gonna do that. And then you go into action trying to control it and prevent it. So for example, if your partner says something or says, uh, I don't, you know, I don't know about uh what's going on this weekend, what are you doing? And then you're all of a sudden you're down the rabbit hole in your head. Oh, he just doesn't want to tell me that this is going on this weekend. And, you know, when is he going to tell me? He's not going to tell me in time to make arrangements for a babysitter. And you start controlling the situation by taking on the responsibility. That's the clue when you start going down that rabbit hole of thinking, thinking that you know what they're thinking, thinking that you know what's going to happen, that you have to step back and say, this isn't my responsibility. This isn't something I can control, whether or not they invite me, whether or not they tell me in time, whether or not they do this or that. Once you get into that thinking that they should be doing this, they should be doing that, and then you start to control the situation, the environment to make it work in your favor, that is the, the bomb going off. That is the red flag. I'm trying to control this because I want to control the outcome. Because if I don't control the outcome, I will feel bad, I will feel depressed, I will feel anxious, I will feel not included. So for me, it was always feeling not included. So I would try to control the outcome so that I could be a part of what my partner was doing so that I could be included. Because if I didn't control it, I wouldn't be able to attend the event or whatever it was. And that made me feel rejected and abandoned. The same feelings felt during childhood and adolescence. Rejected and abandoned. So it's a a really fascinating and kind of um, sick cycle that until we gain that awareness, we don't realize that we're repeating these patterns in adulthood that were inner child wounds. So does that work? Does controlling the environment work? No, because the codependent does everything in their power to control this environment, to make themselves feel like they have control over the situation, to resolve their own anxiety and fear of abandonment and rejection. And the outcome usually doesn't work in our favor. We are, do, we're spending a lot of time and energy and it's very stressful being the puppet master. It's not our responsibility to take that on. So when you get clued in, when you become aware that you're doing this, the remedy is to take a step back, ask yourself, what if I don't do this? What if I don't control the outcome? What if I don't control what happens? And that's really when we have to face the painful truth. If I don't control this, because it's not in my power of control and it's not my responsibility to take this on, the painful truth that we may have to face is that we won't be included. We may be rejected. We may be abandoned. And that doesn't feel good. But with that painful truth, with that painful realization, comes opportunity for us to take a look at our value system, take a look at our relationships, maybe this relationship then isn't in my best interest. Maybe this relationship is mimicking my childhood wounds. And maybe this relationship is teaching me this lesson so that I could grow and ultimately find partners and other relationships that I that won't contribute to abandonment and rejection. Do you see? So here's the personal story around codependency. But first, I want to thank you again for supporting this podcast. Please give it a five-star review and follow. This podcast means so much to me. It's been a big part of my journey. And the more we share it, the more we can help other people. So thank you. Okay, so here is the story about codependency, firing, codependency and control. So as most of you know, my daughter, her father were divorced and it was an unhealthy relationship. He was toxic to me and I'm learning that I played a toxic role in that dynamic through my codependency and control. So we were toxic for each other. So, more recently, he was upset with me, therefore not speaking to her. And this is where the control comes in, the codependency. So, if child, if she is not okay, then I am not okay. That's a red flag of codependency. If you're, you know, if other person is not okay, you can still be okay. You can support them and be okay. But if she's not okay, I'm not okay. So that's not a good feeling to not be okay. It's not a good feeling at all. So part of the codependency and control is to fix it, to rescue. Can I control that her father talks to her or sees her or not? No, absolutely not. But what can I do? codependency tells me that I can control the situation by doing something to make it better. The child had wanted a kitten. I had said no. I had said no for a long time. So I got a kitten. And six weeks later, this kitten died on her birthday. It was tragic. It was sad. So the moral of the story is, is that I swooped in. I tried to be the hero I tried to rescue I tried to fix it by impulsively buying a kitten without a lot of thought and even though I had said no for quite some time like a over a year I think um but I just impulsively did it did bought the first one we could find and it ended up backfiring because we we can't control those things the god the universe gave me a kick in the butt told me be humble the lesson is that you have to tolerate not being in control you have to tolerate the anxiety that that grief that sorrow of seeing someone else hurting and you hurting and not being able to fix it but to sit in it and tolerate it so that is the lesson, my friends. That is the lesson. So let's take a little look at our cards. Let's see what our Dialectical Behavior Therapy deck can teach us about codependency and control. So remember, DBT is a evidence-based therapy by Marshall Linehan, and it focuses a lot on boundaries, interpersonal skills, and mindfulness. So let's see what the DBT deck can share with us about codependency and control. All right, so the card pulled out of the DBT deck is everyday acceptance. So acceptance is huge with codependency and control because if we accept ourselves for who we are and we accept others for who they are, there is no room for codependency and control. It's I accept myself, these are my values, this is my truth, take it or leave it, and the same for you. You may find then that certain relationships are not in your best interest and you might have to let them go. That is the hard part. When we have to let go of relationships, when we realize this relationship is not for my highest good and I'm holding on to it and the remedy is to let it go, surrender and let it go, that's when the codependency and control comes in. So practicing acceptance of yourself and others. I'm going to pull one more DVT card and build mastery. So building mastery is something important for everything. So, you know, these things don't happen overnight. We don't change our habits and behaviors overnight. It's small steps towards building mastery. You didn't learn how to walk in a day. You didn't learn how to practice um, yoga or play baseball or tennis. In a day, you didn't learn how to read in a day. So, why would you expect that you're gonna just change your life in a day? You have the thought that you want to change, you have the desire, and that's awesome. So, now you have to make a commitment to changing those behaviors every day, asking yourself, What are my values? And then are my choices aligning with those values? Remember, words are pretty meaningless. It's actions and behaviors that are our decisions and determine our life. So we might have the thoughts, we might have the words of what we want to do, but then we have to back it up with positive actions every single day consistently. I love you guys. There is going to be a short meditation, a guided meditation with some breath work for releasing control. I am going to separate it so that you don't have to fast forward through the podcast every time, but please check it out. Please follow me. Give me a five-star review and share and follow me on TikTok, The Therapist Mindset. If you have any topics you want me to discuss, please email me, thetherapistmindset at gmail.com. And of course, if you're interested in one-on-one coaching sessions, then please email me for pricing plans. I love you guys. Thank you. Namaste.